Hi, welcome to Soup Yacht Radio, and we have the pleasure today of talking, and I'll mention via Skype. The pleasure of talking um, every day. And we do, but with David Jameson, from, ah, not with who is though. based in Fiji and has been there, I believe, close on 20 years. Welcome, David. It's lovely to have you here today. Hey, good morning, and thanks for having me. 20 years, you make him sound so old. You must always have Fiji Waterworks. I make waterworks. him sound experienced. The Fiji he might have arrived there young. at 16. I was very young when I got here. Uh, <laughs> you've been there 20 years. I sailed here as captain on a super yacht ah. and, um, in 1999. Yeah. And um, yeah, on the, so yeah, and, uh, and I, I went, we went through the islands and I thought, wow, what a place. You, you know, know he's well, quite well traveled. <laughs> By then, so it was, um, it was a surprise. Historically, many sailors have got down to Fiji and then decided not to go back, <laughs> if I remember. Uh, <laughs> there uh, is, yeah, that, that goes back in, into the 1800s, 1700s. So I take it, David, then with your previous career, you definitely, uh, yachting is something that is uh, deep in your blood. I presume it'll be from childhood or... What, what was your previous career? I missed that bit. Well, he was a super captain. Oh, sailed. oh, okay, he okay, sorry. In Fiji. Sorry, I thought you there was. That. I thought there was life before that, and I was like, no, no, I'm no just. Don't be silly. <laughs> I take it. Um, no, yeah. yeah. Sailing so has I got been into a bit. Sailing with my with my father. Uh, really, he was um, he was a keen sailor. His claim to fame was he won the tall ships race in 1976 on a vessel called the wow. Sir Malcolm Miller, which is going back. So. So I got it from him. I, I was sailing as a child, and uh, and then on his yacht latterly, and uh, yeah, I figured out that um, that's what I wanted yeah, the to tall, do. So uh, <clears throat> they came into Dublin once. The tall ship, um, it was like they did a tour of of Europe, and I remember them coming into Dublin Harbour, and that's magnificent. I mean, that's proper. And I was going to say proper sailing. Do you yeah. know it's got to be a, a whole different challenge when you've got. E like easy that. act to follow not bad eh David <laughs> <laughs> thanks Dad no, I really loved it and um, and then there was a bit of so I got going uh, my first job was on Sea Cloud in the, in the Med in um, oh that was 1984 I got on Sea Cloud as a deckhand and I've always loved those classic boats Sea Cloud's a four masted bark goes uh -oh. around the Med it was one of the biggest private yachts in the world in, in a day wow and worked your way from deckhand <coughs> kind of took your exams and worked your way up yeah that's right and um eventually ended up still on the classic boats so i did a lot of other things in between i think even commercial vessels and all sorts but um eventually ended up um captain on a big classic boat called el blanche she was quite well known she won the new lag a couple of times back in her day elba and uh, yeah yeah and we um we did a uh, the owner did a circumnavigation of the of the earth and it took us basically four or five years. We, we, wow. did a, we, did a, we did a segment this morning on Elba. We did? Yeah. El Blanche. El Blanche. El Blanche. Oh, El Blanche, White forgive wing. me. We, we did a, a talk this morning about it. Well, I'm glad, actually, because the boat we talked about, uh, Elba 5, is a, an old pilot boat from 1800. Oh, that just had the accident. Yeah, yes. so it's uh, probably as well yeah, it's not related. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, out of interest, in that time, um, back a little bit before, <laughs> for your generation, how long did it take to go from deckhand and first job into getting all the experience and 
certificates really in you. Age the guy, I'm, I'm not trying to because I'm going to move on. There's a lot to ask you about Fiji too. Well, it's it, just curiosity it looking at for younger crew now. You know how mm. it, the industry has has changed hugely. Yeah. Um, so it was just out so of interest. It was, it, was, it, was really, it was really quick. I mean, you could run off and get a yacht master. And basically, if, you, if the, the owner had confidence, you could hop on a boat and off you went. It was fairly unregulated in those days. You know, there was no oh. issues. There was nearly no paperwork. Um, if you had a yacht master that covered the insurance, and that, off you went. That's how uh, Colin Squire got into it. Oh, yeah. Colin Squire, he, he, he creates uh, yes, Yachting yeah. Matters. Yeah. That's how he got his first job was with, um, and you'll know this man, Bernie, Bernard Matthews. He did the cold meats and turkeys, and he was huge in England <laughs> in, in the 70s oh, and yes. 80s. Oh, Matt, that. Uh, Matthews, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. and he did all his own ads, <clears throat> um, and it was all this process stuff. It was <laughs> But so, that's how we got his first job. Bernard spam. liked <laughs> yeah, spam. <laughs> we go back, lad. Um, and he, uh, that's how he, he knew Bernard Matthews, and he liked him, so he made him captain of his boat. Basically, he, he came in there, um, started off on that one. Uh, just anyway, anyway, we'll so shoot the old time. Moving on to arriving in Fiji. He knows Bernard um, Matthews. There you go. How many people do? There you go. You must be feeling good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, Moving on to arriving in Fiji, uh, I, I I presume that you just kind of thought this is where I want to uh, stop and this is a beautiful place to live. What was it planned or transitioned was it a, onto land or was it a spontaneous? How did you begin thing? then with no, yacht help? No, so we, we came we came here uh, with oil blanche and um, we were here for about uh, in Fiji for about five four or five months and it's because English speaking very friendly. Then the owner showed up, and we went on this grand cruise of the outer islands. We went. The owner showed up, or he found the boat. Finally got you. And we went out to the uh, the Lao group, which is the group of islands nearest to Tonga. Oh. And that was fairly well traveled. And I've been around a couple of times through the Indian Ocean, Med Caribbean a few times. I went out to this group and I'd never seen anything like it, even compared to Rajarampat, Palau, these sort of places. The geology, it's off the beaten track, um, it's culturally authentic, there's no tourism out there. And I said, wow, what a place, what an undiscovered gem. Mm. And that had a big impression on me. And um, we spent millennium out there in these islands. And, um, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And then subsequently, we eventually left and we carried on sailing west. And, um, and uh, my first son was born. And that was kind of, <laughs> that was it. There I was looking go. for somewhere to live. And I thought, well, Fiji, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll have a go in Fiji. And, and we bought a little business here. And, and uh, off we went. And we're getting about 15, 20 super yachts a year. And now we get 50 to 60. Wow. wow. A yeah. lot more. I was looking at your stats. So it's, it's, it's and you started, uh, you started off, I presume, just were you the only one starting off um, providing for super yachts? Was there any industry there when you were starting? No, there was just us. So um, yachts help. We started, uh, you know, and pushing it around and... And I, I started realizing that Tahiti was getting about 40 super yachts and all these super yachts were getting as far as Tahiti. And most of them would turn back and go to back to Costa Rica or back to Panama. And, and that was it. And I was like, well, why doesn't anybody come to Fiji? And really, there was just a big 
lack of information about what you could do. Uh, our captains weren't confident they could look after their owners in Fiji, etc., etc. And so, um, yeah, I, I just made it a mission and started to to hit the the Monaco boat show and the Antigua shows and and um, and say, hey, why aren't you sending boats to Fiji? And now people used to giggle at me to begin with. So you've come all the way from Fiji, <laughs> and I said, yeah. And um, yeah, we just kept pushing it um, year in, year out. And, um, and you know, and there's sort of a bit of a groundswell in the Pacific too. Numbers were going up naturally. The America's Cups and, and so forth caused some bumps. And uh, yeah, and, and now we're, we're on a par with Tahiti. Um, all, you know, we, we are the, the two big cruising destinations in the South Pacific are Tahiti and Fiji. Who do you campaign to when you go to Monaco? Is it the captains you go talking to about talking to the owners? Or do you go to the yacht club and sit down with the owners in a room and say, look, guys, um, you got to come here. Who do you talk to? Uh, we talk to, well, I'll talk to anybody, really. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to me, aren't you? Refined. I got that we're one. A little bit more, <laughs> we're a little bit more refined these days. Uh, but yeah, in the opening days, um, you know, uh, we just went to the brokers and the boat managers. Okay. And then uh, we pushed around. And then in 2008, which is sort of jumping on a little bit, we pushed through the Fiji government super yacht charter rules. And that did us a lot of good because it created quite a lot of noise in the industry. There's a new charter destination opening up. And so it, it takes a while before the brokers took us seriously. But now we have a stand at the Monaco show every other year. This year we'll have a big 25 square meter Fiji stand. And then we're, we're, getting, we're hitting the owners. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to the yacht club. And is that, uh, a stand, we're doing some, some... is that a stand sponsored by the Fiji government or is that something... Uh, it's in conjunction between myself and the marina. Uh, there's a marina here now, which is since, well, since about 2006, seven, um, that can take the super yachts. And um, so us, them, and the Tourism Fiji, which is the um, promotional branch. So they'd be the promoting government. the culture and that, and you'd be promoting the marinas. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have warriors and, and, and dancers and um, oh. Fiji water and all sorts of things <laughs> going on this year. Is it actually water from Fiji or is it? Yeah, Fiji yeah. Water. It's a uh, oh, very big brand. Well, I didn't know if it was just a brand or uh, if it was out of interest. When, no, no, when super yachts are Fiji coming water. to you, what's their path? Are they coming from? And I'm, I'm a little bit rough on my Asia Pacific geography, but are they coming from up from Australia yeah. through Indonesia through Tahiti next? Is it and then Fiji and then where do they where do they typically come from and go oh, to? So. About 80%, 85% are coming from the Caribbean through Panama. And then they'll do Galapagos, Tahiti, and then most likely straight to us. Uh, and so, yeah, 85%. Then they get to us, they'll split. They'll go to New Zealand, Australia. Some will go on to Asia. Some will turn back. And then we get a few coming from, from Asia, uh, which is a growing market. We're waiting for this Asian market to sort of spill over into the Pacific. And um, I believe it will. And, um, you know, so yeah, it, that's, that's, the, that's the growth end. Are these really Asian boats on the Asian side? Are these Asian boats with Asian ownership and, and guests or? No, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, it's really people that- uh, Or coming up uh, from Australia. Cruise the Indian, uh, cruise, cruise the Indian okay. Ocean, gone through to Indonesia, gone to Australia, and then decide that they're gonna hop into the Pacific from there. 
And you said there's a marina there. So for, I mean, because it's quite a distance geographically from islands to islands, like the main bodies of them. So when they arrive in Fiji, do you have all the what services? What size can you and, take? It's yeah. a strange question so for a marina man. Can, the marina, the marina can <laughs> The Marie can take up to, um, you can slap him if you want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she, she knows that's just um, payoff. <laughs> uh, up to 85 meters. Wow. Um, so it's quite large. It's deep enough. It's five meters deep. And it's going to be expanded again this year. So we can take about 30 super yachts at the moment um, from 24 marina. to 85 meters. It's mm. a decent size, yeah, because it is the only one in this in this region. So they are... Um, basically, um, you know, they, they could grow with confidence because um, I told them the owners were really years ago. I said, man, if you dig it out, I'll fill it up with super yachts. And that actually came to pass. We did manage to fill the marina up with super yachts. And he's, um, the, the company has slowly expanded it. And yeah, we're really pushing hard now because next year we're expecting um, in the prelude to the America's Cup that we'll see a spike in numbers. So. Uh, so they've they're forecast to dredging again, but we've had some big boats in there. Um, Pacific, they were in there, and um, oh, who else? Oh, this is the whole the whole plethora and then of for big, big big boats. Services, I mean, is there? I, I presume you still have the norm, as you know, because we're talking on Skype. But for for Wi-Fi, for provisioning, for bunkering. That's not an issue, I presume, with the, the marina, or are there no, other locations? The bun bunkering's fine. You can bunker at your berth in the marina, um, or you can go to the commercial port. Um, provisioning, provisioning's really come on because Fiji, as a tourist destination, on the on the main islands, um, the, so there's um, there's um, uh, wholesalers. Um, who are doing some of the high there's, there's quite a lot of high-end boutique resorts around fiji and these guys look after them and now they're accustomed to looking after the yachts and there's a couple of them that are very good and most yachts use both and um and they're really good because with what they don't have they can get and um, they're importing themselves on a weekly basis and so it seems to work really well there's not there's not much that we can't do do, do you produce um, much? I was going to say, locally, what I, I'm oh, yeah. imagining yeah, amazing fruits. Yeah, I always tell the chefs, you know, the first place to go is to the market mm. and, and see what's what, you know, and we have lots of the um, of the tropical fruits, yeah, local quite a seafood, lush island. All that, all. It's very lush, yeah, mm. a lot of rainforests and waterfalls. And, um, yeah, so you can pick up all sorts of things and some, some unusual local things. And they have these things called sea grapes and, and different seaweeds that they eat. Uh, they make a salad out of a fern. So all these things you've got to try. I've lived like and that once. There's, 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 <laughs> there's, because we're a tropical island, obviously, there's some of the cold, cold climates or temperates, fruit and veg, that we don't have. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's pretty easy to access and, and easily brought in fresh. And they would be coming, um, like, would you be looking at getting things from Indonesia or where's your next out of interest biggest so uh, of well, where's so it come from? supplier? Flight times. So flight times, we're, we're two and a half hours from New Zealand. Oh, uh, we're literally okay. thousands, so we're a thousand miles from New Zealand and a thousand six hundred from Australia. So it's, it's basically either or. 
Hmm. And um, yeah, so there's there's flights, direct flights from That's Sydney, so Melbourne, Brisbane. Yeah, we have we're well connected. Um, if we do have difficulty, we have a daily flight to LA, so we can always bring stuff out of the states if we have to, hmm. and that bodes very well too for parts and um, and uh, the more hardware side of things. If we have yachts here, I always tell people, if you tell me early in the morning, I might be able to get it on the afternoon New Zealand flight if you're really in a hurry. Otherwise, it's next day. <coughs> if, if, it's, if it's available in New Zealand or Australia, we can mostly we can get it next day for you. So so that gives confidence, you know, to, to the guys when they're out in the island, guys and girls when they're out in the islands, if you have issues, mechanical issues, boats being boats and all that, that we can actually resolve things pretty quickly. Do you get many uh, charter guests meeting the boat coming in from LA or is that more a different type of tourism? No, no we have, well, we, we have um, a set of super yacht charter rules here mm -hmm. and, um, and it's been quite successful. It's very simple. Basically, there's a 10% there's a tax if you charter in Fiji and that's it. That's of and, the um, value yeah, of the of the charter itself, not of so it, uh, the gross charter as as on the MIBA contract without the APA. Okay, and um, that seems to be okay. They, the, the brokers just write it into the contract, and um, uh, we are campaigning to put that down. It did go from twelve percent down to ten percent in the last budget, and we're now pushing to try and get it down to five percent because we're explaining to the government that the money. Uh, the revenue earned in the super yachts is then being here, not actually charging them any tax. Mm -hmm. So, but we're getting there with that one. But it's been quite successful. So, to answer your question, yes. Um, so, yachts are here. Brokers know they're available here in, in Fiji, and um, and yeah, charters get booked. Um, clientele, European or or American mostly, will come and do um, a week or two weeks around the islands. Mm -hmm. And can I ask, how is it we live in Majorca, which is, um, I mean, our population swells from something like 900,000 to close on 9 to 10 million tourists come into Majorca every year. Great fun. Wow. Um, <laughs> and so the, it, particularly in the summertime, you know, the beaches are packed and it and it, it's a fine balance here because for some, I mean, tourism is very, very important. It brings a huge amount to the economy. For others, it... It, their island has been somewhat taken over by, you know, touristy stuff, and it loses some of its culture and characteristics. Um, I'm presuming because of your location, you haven't had the same being inundated with with tourists. Is there a feeling of tourism on the island? Yeah, there is. There is. It is the biggest industry. So Fiji's got a population of a million people to begin with. So it's oh, okay. not like Tahiti's only 150,000. So as a, an island go, there's, there's 330 islands here. Um, and it's about 300 miles from east to west and 200 miles from north to south. So it's quite a big area. So the main islands, the, the big islands, which we're on, Viti Levu, where the international airport is, there's, um, there's uh, some tourism hubs. There's a Hilton, a Radisson, Sophie Tell, the usual sort of branding hotels. But they're all basically in one area. And so that's good in that from the super yachting point of view, there's amenities and everything else go for that, golf course, all, all those sort of things. But as soon as you get out from this main island and you go to the outer islands, um, it's, there's very little tourism. And, uh, and the further you go from the hub of the airports, um, mm. as I was explaining earlier, you go out to this Lao group, 
which is 250 miles from the from the international airport, there's zero tourism. And um, so, yeah, you know, as from a cruising point of view, um, you know, um, you, you'd be lucky to see another boat uh, in most of Fiji, another yacht. Uh, in the 300 islands, there is so much room. And you're talking 50 or so super yachts a year spread out over a six-month season. Um, it's pretty, pretty sparse, you know, and you can really have, um, you know, have an anchorage to yourself every day if you so choose. Can yeah. um, I ask a totally random question? Because it's just going around in my head. I'm trying to place your accent. Where are you originally from? Where was the accent from? It, it's it's a bit of a mongrel accent by now, but it's, I was from just north of just north of Liverpool. Yeah, that that makes it that gives it an Irish twang. So I was listening to you thinking, it sounds English, but he sounds Irish with certain words. Um, <laughs> Liverpool would be a considered the our second, second, second capital <laughs> of Ireland. So there's this yes, that that Some answers my question. <laughs> No, it's just bothering. It was like, yeah. um, I, I was wondering, though, you know, culturally, Fiji, um, is it well preserved? Is there a certain awareness sort of of ecotourism? Because of if they don't really have tourists, then possibly the cultures are still, um, yeah, not necessarily as used to having people coming in. Um, how does it work for as you go out through the islands? And do you have guides? Well, I mean, for, is there diving there that you would have scuba dives to help show them you know, the areas it, to go? I don't go think it's as native as, as Papua New Guinea. No, I don't believe it would be as native as Papua New Guinea, but um, I no, but, actually but, don't well, know that okay. much. So, um, no, it's probably not as wild as the highlands of Papua New Guinea. You know, uh, most, okay, let's, let's rewind. So, uh, Fiji's, you know, it's mostly English speaking, or everybody's bilingual here. They speak <coughs> Fijian, and it, it, they teach English in the schools. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's, there's schools and, and, and some sort of infrastructure in all the outer islands. But the Fijians are really proud of their culture, and um, they run on, on a basically a chiefly system. Um, in the outer islands, and there's a the chiefly hierarchy. So this is this is fun when when you arrive in a Fijian island, outer island, and, you, and you, there's a village in front of you. You have to go and present a, a bunch, a big bunch of, of kava roots. Kava roots, it's, um, it's a root of a pepper plant, type of pepper plant, and um, it's the national drink. So they pound it up, they pound up these roots and they drink it uh, ceremonially, ceremonially and for fun. And it, it's a mild narcotic, it makes your lips go numb. <laughs> and your tum go numb and it's it's not like you know you don't sort of feel high as a kite but you sort of it's quite calming basically yeah. you could drink it all day long and drive you'd be all right <laughs> you try <laughs> but, um, this <laughs> so anyway anyway so <clears throat> because the villages um they 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 own the, the the water around their islands when you arrive the polite thing to do is to arrive on the beach and um, address sensibly and you take this bunch of carver roots wrapped up and uh, and you the, the normally the children will meet you and they'll take you into the village and then the elders will gather at the chief's house and everybody sits down cross-legged and they do this little ceremony where you present the carver to the to the chief and there's a little bit of chanting and clapping and a speech in Fiji welcoming you to the village and then you're a guest of the chief and uh, it's really good because it's it's real south pacific um, and that's quite hard to find 
even in the South Pacific these days. But this part of the culture in Fiji, it's really, they're really strong on it. And um, it's, it's really the polite thing to do. So yeah, so a lot of people really enjoy it because it is really an authentic cultural experience. And in the outer islands and in, in the, the very quieter places, um, you know, they're, they're delighted to see visitors and then they'll offer to put on like a, a meke, which is a traditional dance, welcome dance to, um, to yacht visitors. And um, in some of these islands, I was just talking to Winrose is down here. Um, they're from Palmer, actually. And um, he said they were in an island in Laos, southern Laos, and they said they haven't seen a yacht this year. They were the first yacht there. And the owners um, spent the whole day and the evening in the village with the villagers. Um, they, they put on a dance for them. They were served kava. They were served food. And so, yeah, a, a genuine South Pacific experience. Yeah. And out of interest, when they go to visit their, these places, do they also bring, like, do they have a whole um, caseload of kava roots in case they bump into someone and would like to present a gift? Um, is there yeah, we, 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 we do the, also our big thing, uh, my big thing is itinerary. So when, when yachts are getting in touch with me, uh, we start to say, right, what do your owners want to do? What do they want to see? What would they like to experience? Do they dive? Do they not dive? So we work out an itinerary for them. And I know how many villages they're going to see. So I say, right, you need this some X amount of bundles of carver. Do you put and, spare you know, ones and, in? Spare ones okay. in, yeah. You know, if anything ever goes wrong, covered. or you want to, or you want to tip somebody, um, you know, because giving money out in an outer island is not actually such a great thing to do because it's, often there's no shops, and so kava is the traditional gift for for anything. If you want to treat somebody, so here have some kava. That's great. So that, and, what a perfect culture they have. This narcotic that you give as a gift, <laughs> and so when you arrive at the the village. The children are sent as the mules. They come with you, and <laughs> I think that this this I is where we need beautiful. to get to. This is where we need to get to. <laughs> no, I, I think that just sounds, you know, because in essence, it's the giving of gifts. It, that that's what they value. You know, we value so much in money in Western culture. Am I shallow? It's beautiful to, think? to know that actually um, there is are places it? in the world that it doesn't have the highest value in some ways. And, and I mean, be, obviously, they need money to do certain things. To be shallow, I think the, the thing here is on the receiving and less on the giving. Sounds like... Anyway, um, that, I, love, I like this culture. I like this culture. And yeah, they're really, they're really friendly for Jeans. They are one of the friendliest people on the planet. And, and, that, and, and that money is pointless because there's, there's no shops. I mean... That well, that's perfect. right. Do you they know, have I mean, trading then? I mean, how do the the outer barter. cultures? Yeah, they do. They, do they trade yeah, they between trade different things. islands? Um, do they when the, um, have their own agriculture so, on them of some ship? So, in the outer islands, they'll they'll get um, a supply ship maybe once a month in some of the remote areas, and so they'll trade with those guys. They've got their copra, uh, their yams, their sweet potato, bananas. Um, they make mats, handicrafts. Some some of them are really good at carving, and so they have all that. So when the ship comes in, they can trade, and um, some of them have, uh, you know, they've, they've got family that live on the main island too that, that help help helps here and there. Mm. But, um, yeah, you know, so Fiji's um, yeah, it's, it's super friendly. So everywhere you go, 
around Fiji, people, the, the traditional greeting is bula, and they say it like bula. That's frightening, they've isn't got it? This passionate, makes you jump. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and they've got this passionate thing about saying it loud and strong. And uh, so, you know, every time you walk down the high street, every time you have eye contact with somebody, they're going to go bula and smile at you, and a big <laughs> South Pacific smile. I hope and, somebody know, I tells you that when you arrive, <laughs> because that could be kind of scary walking down the road. <laughs> yeah. People are like, the hell, let's, let's get out of here, Mildred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And, uh, you know, I see even on a bad day, you know, after I walked down the high street and 15 people said bullet to me and smiled at me, I'm going, it's really yeah, not it's that bad. Hard to feel miserable, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, island culture is very sort of happy-go-lucky, you know, yeah. like that. It's interesting. I, I think, I mean, you could kind of say that universally, do you know, if you look at the Caribbean islands and island mm -hmm. life is different to mainland life, wherever you are in the world. And if you stay out of Magaluf, this island is pretty good as well. <laughs> uh, um, and for things like um, diving, uh, do you have, can you organize guides for people if people want to go hiking? Um, because certainly here in Mallorca, there are certain places, you know, if you want to do extreme sports or cycling, or um, I would presume. Extreme sleeping. <laughs> Um, what's wrong with extreme sleeping? I think that it should would be, also be nice on your holiday. That should be I a agree. sport. I think that should be an Olympic thing. <laughs> yeah. Mixed martial snoring. Sorry. Left man answer. Yeah, diving's good in Fiji. So if you're really if you're really a keen diver, um, it's good to take a guide um, because and not only, so the guides. <clears throat> excuse me. The guides um, that we supply, uh, we like to supply guides that are all-rounders. So they know the nav, the navigation. They know the villages. They know the hikes. They know the snorkeling. So it's not just a guy to show you where the diving is. They're all local. Um, we want somebody to show you how the culture works, some of the anecdotes. So it's more of an experience. And know, and know all the dive sites and when to dive them. And one's a good day for this one, a good day for that. So, yeah, we recommend a guide. And safety as well. But it's in <clears throat> safety, yeah, absolutely. You've got that backup. Somebody knows mm. what's going on. But when you go, for example, into the Lao group, it's never been commercially dived. In that there's no dive liverboards that go out that far. And so I always tell people when you go there as a diver, uh, and it happens just about every year, somebody will come back and say, oh, we, we went to dive on this spot. And it was unbelievable. We found this fantastic dive. I'm going, great, you've just discovered a new dive, you know. We'll, we'll name it after you. And, um, yeah, so there's quite a lot of, of discovery to be done in Fiji. And there's a lot of areas that, um, that are not, um, not commercially dived and ha don't have resorts, etc. So, yeah, you're on, a, you're on a voyage of discovery when you get out to those remote areas. And um, I always tell people, you tell me if you found a good dive, you know. And um, being an island, does it uh, does the experience for? I mean, obviously, if you own a super yacht, it's less of an issue. But does it? Everything's um, less of an issue when you own. With having to import things, or <laughs> what? What's what's it like living there, price wise? Is it? Is it? You know, you can go out very. Of course, Once you can you go to hotels. Leaves, you're sorted. Huh? But no, I mean, for crew going there and stuff, if they actually get a day off, is it somewhere that you can? You can obviously go to the hotel and eat What's you know, price five for star, pint, a pint but of beer. they've also got What's the, street markets. The price and of a beer. Yeah, well, that's the kind of universal yardstick. <laughs> okay, so you're going um, to pay two, $2, $2, say five Fijians, so that's $2.50 US for a beer in a bar. That's all right. 
That's all right. That's all right. I wouldn't complain about, live with that. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> much about it. Yeah, I've been charged worse. I've lived in Ontario. <laughs> I know. I know what a beer yes. costs. <laughs> South of France, comparatively, yeah. is a lot more expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, no, as far as the South Pacific goes, it's pretty cheap and cheerful. And um, you know, and for, for for example, I always tell the, the, the you know captains. Um, if you shop locally and um, you, you buy, you send your chef to the markets and things like that, actually your operating cost in Fiji will be really quite low. So what's the yeah, downside then? Cheap. What's the downside? What's the bit that you just... Uh, um, probably... Just, can you, do you want a few minutes? We can, cyclone, we can go to a break if you like. <laughs> one, one of them. <laughs> Sorry, cyclone? Yeah, we do have a, we do have a cyclone season. Um, which um, is obviously in this day and age is something to be wary of. We have yeah. to be frank about that. Um, but uh, and then you know six months a year, so we're the same same climate as the Caribbean, but in reverse, opposite season. So we have our trade wind season where the wind blows from. If for us it's southeast and the Caribbean it's northeast, and mm-hmm. um, we get that for sort of sixty five percent of the year. And then you get variables, but it is possible this day and age to get a big cyclone. Actually, um, you're totally opposite because even if you think of water going yeah. down a sink, it goes down the opposite way. Goes the other way. way. Yeah. That's right. Couldn't, couldn't That's be right. further away from them. <laughs> wow, you really, you really found a place to make a difference. Um, and yeah, it just sounds. Uh, this, I do. I end up I, even looking at the brochure. I knew I was going to be sad at the end of the conversation because. Yeah, you know that thing? It's like, it's, we live in a beautiful place, but... I we do, we live on a beautiful Fiji. island. Yeah, um, but it is, uh, you know, it's very fun to hear the first-hand experience of what life's like. And also, um, I mean, you can't see his face on radio, but um, th- th- you've got to have cramp. You're smiling so much when you're, you're talking about Fiji. <laughs> do you get the muscles hurt? Mine tend to... No, but I really, I really love Fiji. No, I could tell. Home now. Could tell. And um, and yeah, and I'm really so, quite passionate about it because I love, I love push. It's such an easy thing for me to, to sort of promote because I know when everybody gets here, they go, oh wow, uh, that was magic. So, so, so what do you say, it's, it's David? Really good fun. What, what do you say to those friends and family in Liverpool who, who, who've just had their world disappear now that they've heard you say that, that. You're not going to be coming back to Liverpool. Um, no chance you go back? No, I don't think so. No. Here's the I diplomat man. Even, the diplom- even, though, even though they won the Champions League. I wasn't yes. going to that, just, so, just for a day. Yeah, having a day, that would be nice. But <laughs> other than that... Having talked to Christine Haller, who's in um, Tahiti... One of the things she, I mean, one of the few things she said was difficult about living in Tahiti was it was oh very. Was well, something uh, difficult? Was God that it was very uh, difficult to be so far from, um, you know, friends and family because they're from France. Get new friends. Um, <laughs> and I would imagine if you have, you know, if you're close to your parents and uh, that as an expat is usually the most difficult thing of living somewhere beautiful. Well, yeah, but I, I brought all my, I brought all mine down. I mean, I have my mother Tea down ships. here, my sister down here. They've all been here and lived with me for years and years at a oh, time. Super. So, so yeah, plan. you know, I figured like, well, you know, if you're retired and you're in the UK, People come to you. Got a son, I, I, you got a son with a spare room in yeah. Fiji. What would you do? We're not even related, but I'd st- I'd still I'd still welcome your hospitality. Um, and, you know, I'm, 
I'd have no problem. See, it's it doesn't have to be just family, David. I think you'd be you'd be a, you'd be a bad influence. <laughs> I have a feeling actually. <laughs> Already, I want to have a beer, and I'm not even there. Um, <laughs> we could tell stories from the homeland. Uh, Fiji bitter, it's very good. It's a German Fiji recipe. Really? They even have bitter. Yeah. Something intrinsic. Do they call? But they call it mm, beer, likely. I presume, or a German bitter brewed in Fiji, enjoyed by a man from Liverpool. <laughs> yep, that just makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, uh, when, when we do our when we do our Polynesian trip, which we'll have with the studio under our arm, um, I think we'll put Fiji on the map. You, you've sold us on it, David. So, well done. Well, when you come down to visit, when you come down to Spectre... Oh, thank you for the invite. Did you hear that, the listeners? Heard that? Then, you'll, then you'll have to, you'll have to come through. Mm. Yes, you'll be obliged, because we're only up the road. So, um, you know, two and a half hours, would, you're here. We'll, we'll look after you. I think, I think it would be rude. And we have this on tape as well, which is great. Uh, I think it would be rude <laughs> of me not to take you up on that. And um, Well, from the sounds of it, not only is it a beautiful place to live and to go mm. to, but... Are, um, are there monkeys on the island? No, you know, the South Pacific, there's no real sort of animals, right? Thing. It never got really? back. It couldn't swim this far. <laughs> no, so there's, there's birds, basically. That's the birds and, and no birds. other there's, kind there's, of mammals or... No, well, no. Chickens, I presume. The was the same. <laughs> it, yeah, well, everything mm. was brought in, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, so there was only really birds, parrots. They have snakes here, some snakes, but they're quite hard to find. So presumably but, then know, they... All the, all the wildlife is in the water. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, they, presumably their diet is a lot more fish-based because um, meat exactly, obviously yeah. wasn't very easy to get to and well, it probably stays well, that I'm way, sure does it? I'm sure there's a Kentucky Fried Chicken there. Is there uh, KFC God, there? please, God, no. <laughs> no, no, sorry, no, no. KFC. <laughs> so cyclones and lack of KFC. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't mention that one as a, as a big downer. Oh, no. they've, got some, they've got some local variants that are quite good. <laughs> okay, I've got the recipe anyway, so we're good. We're good. Okay. Secret recipe, right? Yeah, no. Th did, well, you, did you hear about what happened with that? You should, you should come down and open one. Whoa, hey, there's an idea. No, uh, the, some guy from one of the journals in America, one of the newspapers or whatever, um, went to Kentucky to, and they found the colonel's um, old nephew or something like this, some relative. And he was he looked like the colonel himself. He was an old guy. And um, he was interviewing about, you know, did you remember the colonel and what was he like? And, you know, they were sharing memories and stories. And just as a joke, the, the reporter said, and I don't suppose you know the recipe. And he goes, no, he said, no, I, I, and he didn't have an Irish accent, so I don't know why I'm doing that. He said, um, <laughs> he said, he, he told me it once. He said, I, I just can't remember it, but I have it written down. Hold on a second. And he go and he opened up a drawer, took out, and uh, the 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 journalist said, oh, uh, that's the recipe for. So he asked if he could take a picture of him holding up the recipe, and um, and I, I I tried it, and I tell you, it's. It's the real thing. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah. You, I shall email you. Goals. I'll email you. I feel we bonded. Right. I think I think we're at that point. Um, 
but well, but you have to chicken. you have to eat Here the recipe go. and swallow it <laughs> <laughs> after you've read it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Can I just that's move back from KFC Sorry. Sorry. and that the franchise won't be populating Fiji, but it does look like um, there's getting back. Trying to bring topic. civilization to the world. Um, that there's been a, a great increase, as you said, of super yachts in the um, region, and one of the just interesting things before we go um, that you sent me was about the. I, I I mentioned this because I have a um, follower on LinkedIn who is um, not part of the industry and would be kind of pushing against of people taking planes and taking boats and and all the other things that are well, not him know, again contributing. But one of the things I kind of tried to respond to him was saying how much super yachts can bring to an economy, to the people working there. And so I, I kind of thought it interesting from one of the things you uh, sent us was about um, for people coming in uh, on super yachts, the you said it was benefits. 50 or 60, that contributes about four and a half thousand people coming in and they spend about 35 million and... Um, over the next 30 years, you would be seeing that grow to 156 million. So it does really show that, you know, from where you started, where it really was a very small, um, actually almost non-existent <laughs> industry, it's got to contribute and, you know, uh, in a very positive way to um, Fijians. And also yeah, employment, um, all the other hidden stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. So yeah, it's quality it's, of life. It's, um, it's a it's a it's a big hit in the economy here, mm. and the government recognises it. Um, hence the superior charter rules, all these sort of things. The government's right behind us. When we want rule amendments, um, we get them. Generally speaking, yeah, it's um, it's a, it's been a game changer here. And one of the one of the wonderful things is we have our own charity that <clears throat> we run alongside the business, and um, we have some great philanthropists on the superyachts, as you know, and just about every one of them, not only do they take carver out to the villages, they'll take um, school books, medical supplies to the nurses uh, in the villages. And so every time a superyacht goes out, it just makes such a wonderful cultural experience. Not only are they integrating by giving carver, but they're actually bringing uh, much needed school books, much needed medical supplies and delivering to the village. And it just integrates people culturally and just enhances the experience and it makes a big difference we're delivering stuff on a regular basis to outer islands that basically might see one ship every month or every two months so um yeah that's been wonderful and it's been great to see the the yawning community um uh, making a difference yeah i'm cool. sure it is well we're getting see? to the top of the hour i could chat away i'm just sitting here fantasizing about fiji well <laughs> perhaps one of these philanthropists would like to take me to fiji well, we're just, we just figure a way to put Supiot Radio yeah, in such radio. good Cult connection. We can just travel around and, and do it live from all these places. Sorry, my headphones. for a philanderer. Let's have these headphones checked. Jameson, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to send you that recipe. Um, the, the only thing is you have to soak the chicken in buttermilk, but I'll write that down. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been lovely um, meeting you. For anyone who's hey, heading you got, to... You've got a lizard going up your wall. I haven't said that to <laughs> a, a man ever yeah. before. Yeah, look at that. I, oh, he saw you. <laughs> he saw you. It's a gecko. They're good. Yeah, they keep, keep the bugs away. Ah. And uh, they're actually good luck. 
And for Thank anyone heading to Fiji, um, if they're coming your way... Bring me with you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> for a tag on. Um, uh, Just putting it out there, you know. They Just can find you through looking up Yacht Help. Um, I presume... Yacht Help or, or Asia Pacific Super Yachts. We're, okay. that, we're the franchise holder for that. And yeah, yeah you know, uh, we welcome any inquiry. Uh, we're happy to, happy to divulge information and... Yeah. So, captain or crew who just want to get a better image, <laughs> or oh no, or, or radio presenters, or anybody really. Yeah, yeah everybody. It's okay. very inclusive. Uh, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk again. I hope. Um, okay, and look out um, for that Fiji stand at the Monaco show. If you, I will indeed. Well, we I will, will indeed. Up. We'll catch up then. Hopefully, we'll yeah, catch up between now and then. It's been a pleasure. Then. It has Likewise, indeed. Likewise, David. Um, Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, pleasure. Lovely to meet you. Have a great day and, uh, since you're just starting yours now. Lo- look forward to meeting you in Fiji. Monica will probably be, be happening first, though. <laughs> Take care. And if you would like to do the, the finish off there, my dear. We have had the pleasure of talking to uh, David Jameson from... Is it Jameson? Now that I say, because that yes, makes it, it sound yes. okay. Yes. David, David Jameson, Jameson, good Irish name. Um, it is actually, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 good it's, drink. It's the IE. It's the Scottish one. Uh, oh really? Oh really? <laughs> really? Uh-huh. And he's with the yacht help down in the Fiji Islands. Thank you, David. It was a pleasure to hear more about your beautiful part of the world. Stick with us, but we're going to go to some music and news, and then we have around the world. Around the world with in Porto Montenegro with Francis and Michael Howard.